Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 91, Swimming Ideas Levels. That's right, today we're going to talk about the four different levels that Swimming Ideas uses to categorize our swimming participants. This is the breakdown of skills and abilities that we feel are the most essential testable skills that you should be evaluating your participants on for effective and fun progression. Join me today as we get into this in-depth discussion about why these skills are in these places and what we're aiming for with this simple process. Join me after this brief message. That's right, today we are talking about swimming ideas levels. Now this is the four levels of swimmer progression that takes a beginner who does not know how to do anything in the pool to swimming on a competitive team. Now this seems like a daunting spread of skills and uh, the four levels are very specifically crafted so that you can organize your lessons in an easy and efficient manner. Now, I'm leaving out parent and infant because that's its own kind of little beast. Uh, And we talked about that with uh, Julia Jones in episode number 89. I'm sorry, Julia Johnson in episode number 89, uh, Save Children That Love Swimming. And we go in depth with her Parent Top program. And I feel that that's her expertise. And if you really want some information about Parent Tots, listen to episode number 89 with Julia Johnson. So getting back to the levels for swimming ideas. Now off the bat, I want to say these are guidelines. If you are using or interested in using these levels, there's no cost associated with it. The information is freely available on swimminglessonsideas.com under about and resources. You can see a uh, outline of each level and why we include the skills that are included there, as well as smaller uh, checklists to hone or guide your instructor's attention as they go through uh, filling out these forms. Now, we know that evaluation is a critical component of a swimmer, swimmer's progress and something that parents and guardians want to know about. They want to see that your program has clearly defined skills. The easier those skills are to understand, the better. And they want to have measurable progress for their child so they can see the progress as well as experience it in their child's swimming. They want to know that you're doing something uh, you're you're doing something effective. You're 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 actually know what you're doing in your program. And when they're looking at teenage swimmers, uh, swim instructors, they may be hesitant to you know rely on the validity of your system. And that's why there's a lot of programs that you know tout their uh, their nationally recognized swimming program. And it's because they want to leverage this in order to validate the fact that they have 15, 16 year old swim instructors, they're saying, well, no, 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 no. These are, you know, we're following this national program for effective swimming progression skills. And, you know, you have to, you can trust us because of that, even though we have 15 year olds, you know, I I think the better approach is to say, we train our staff very well. And we focus on repetition, scaffolding, and, um, 
incremental progressions and these are the progressions and here's your level sheet that can show you that it's basically the informational flyer for your parents. Uh, so if you go to swimminglessonsideas.com, go to about and resources, click on level one, you can see that this is the introductory level to swimming. And this is going underwater and support, level one. And our focus here is on beginners. These are the people that are just joining group swim lessons or in a non-COVID in a non-COVID world. In a COVID world, this is your starting private lesson swimmer uh, who can stand on their own but probably doesn't like to go underwater. And if you're doing the quick test criteria, if you're looking at the webpage here, those are the things that if you have 20 kids and you need to quickly separate them out into abilities, the quick test criteria is the one question you ask that will define their level. So do they go underwater on their own? If the answer is no, they're automatically level one regardless of anything else. If the answer is yes, they could probably be in level two. So each level has a quick test criteria, and this is designed for those programs that have the large group of kids that show up, again, pre-COVID, and you have to separate them on testing day. So we want to make that process as quick and simple as possible so we can maximize the amount of time we get actually teaching swimmers and not just processing them. So the quick test criteria for swimming level one, do they go underwater on their own? Uh, and then we look into the testable skills. Now these testable skills for level one, the beginning swimmers, are selected because we want them to be the most crucial and 20% of skills that result in the 80% of progress. If you're familiar with American Red Cross, you know that their level one has 17 different skills. Getting in and out of the water, using the ladder, uh, walking in chest deep water, all really good things but they shouldn't be on your testing evaluation sheet. They shouldn't be what defines the level. Those are like ancillary skills. Those are things that, you know, those are training materials that you would have for your swim instructors, but not a, a blank checkbox that everybody checks because they do it inherently as a part of the process of swimming. You can't have a swim lesson if your participants aren't getting in the water. So, it's not worth putting on a form, right? So we're trimming the fat here. We're cutting away at the superfluous or extra items that have no place on this form. So we're making it as concise and as brief as possible because that'll make it easier for your instructors to focus on what's important when they're evaluating their swimmers. It'll make it easier for the parents to understand what you're doing because it's there's only four items and it'll... Uh, hone your lessons to be more uh, focused and get better results because you're working on specific items. So the first testable skill for level one is go underwater unassisted. Now this is the crucial defining quick test skill. Do they go underwater on their own? And it's a broad umbrella skill that has a lot of different skills associated with it or progressions aimed at getting people to go underwater. And there's a huge focus of this in our Teaching Swimming uh, online course on how do you safely earn trust and effectively get your swimmers to go underwater on their own. And it's a special thing on itself because it holds such high anxiety with it that it's worth checking out in 
um, uh, in, in, in the training, training uh, program. So do they go underwater on their own? The second skill is supported front float with their face in the water. So you'll notice here that all of the skills are tied to going underwater, but the supported front float, technically a front glide, uh, is a testable skill here because it requires the partici participant be comfortable laying horizontally in the water. So on their belly, putting their face in the water. And this is the first lesson of buoyancy is where they are holding you like as the instructor, and they are floating on their own with their own manipulation. And that's why we hold swimmers a certain way is because it encourages that faster. If you are familiar with swimming lessons ideas or swimming ideas, you know that we don't do any um, holding sideways, which is like if you imagine like putting both hands palm up in front of you and then having a child lay across your arms you don't want that because it creates a banana or a hammock type of posture and that's counterintuitive for swimming so instead everything we do is feet perpendicular to the belly button so the feet are away from our chest and then uh, so the first testable skill is go underwater right our guiding principle for this level the second one is supported front float with the face in the water. So it's the, the front glide, the precursor to streamline and freestyle, and then supported back glide with the ears in the water. Again, the emphasis on the comfortability with the ear in. And finally, go underwater and then stand up on their own. So this is one that we added a bit later, uh, but it, it actually is one of those things from Red Cross that really does make sense. And this is the one where it's, you go underwater, and you may not necessarily um, are going underwater in water you can stand in, or the swimmer, but you're going underwater in some fashion and finding the floor and pushing off the floor to stand up. And this is an important skill because when you're teaching adults, their biggest fear is, I'm going to drown because I don't know how to get up to the surface. And a lot of the, like, you actually have to teach them how to rotate their body and find the floor and then stand up. And this is a skill that uh, will allay a lot of the anxiety that comes with adult swimmers. But with our beginner swimmers here, standing up on their own after going underwater is a skill that three-year-olds, three-and-a-half, four-year-olds don't always have, and they need to learn how to do it. So that's why that's here. If you want to look in more depth why we have these skills here. There's a good, this article on the page for level one goes in depth on why each skill is there, uh, what the main activities the swimmer should be doing, and some special information for people that are teaching or running this program should pay attention to. Uh, let's move on to level two. So level one is going underwater. Level two is streamlines and the crawls. So if you're old school, you know freestyle is actually front crawl and uh, back backstroke is back crawl, so same thing. Um, this is for uh, level uh, three-year-olds and up. Anyone that can go underwater on their own, essentially, begins in level two. So again, if we are doing that large testing sorting day, uh, our quick test criteria for level two is, can they swim front crawl on their own? So if yes, that's probably a level two, but if no, it's very likely level two. So we're looking at front crawl. So level two is focusing on front crawl. So generally here, if you're looking at a quick test, 
you know, quick separation into levels. If they can swim front crawl, they can probably swim back crawl. And then you look at, well, how well can they do it? Are they throwing their arms around without breathing? Level two. Are they moving their arms with practice? Like it looks like they know what they're doing, but they can't breathe? Level three, right? So that's what we're doing. And level three is where they learn the breathing to the side. And then generally, if you can do front crawl, you can also do back crawl. So it kind of meets that second criteria. So testable skills for level two. And again, these are the highly specific important skills that are crucial to um, an effective swimmer, like ramping them up in progression. It's not the ancillary, superfluous, secondary skills that other programs tend to put on their testable sheets. That's not part of what we're doing here. We're, we're making it as simple for the participants, as simple for the instructors, and as simple for the parents to understand and grasp quickly. So the testable skills for level two. Keep in mind that level one is going underwater. And if they, let's assume that they've mastered being comfortable with an instructor, they can go underwater on their own. They do front floats supported to, you know, with the instructor. And they do it repeatedly, not just one time. Uh, then they're ready for level two. And in level two, the testable skills are streamline three body lengths on both front and back. When you're on your back, it can be in soldier position. So we know that streamline is hard for young kids to do. It unbalances them, and it's a really difficult skill to learn. It's a crucial skill, but it's difficult. So on the back, it, can, it doesn't have to be streamlined. It can be soldier push. And what we're looking here, this is a glide, right? So streamline is a glide. So they're learning glides. And this is movement, for, for, forward, horizontal movement, while maintaining a long, straight body posture, presumably with a face down. Streamline, essentially, right? So streamlines are glides for the most part. And gliding is the first part of learning how to swim because you start gliding and then you start kicking and then you start moving the arms. The next testable skill is streamline. So it's always doing this first and then a front crawl arms for five body lengths. So the total distance is five body lengths. Now we're using these body lengths here because using meters or yards doesn't really mean anything it's more about the quality and the comfort. So what we're looking at is, is there panic moments? Is there comfort? Is there ease? Is there familiarity with these distances? And we use body lengths because a taller, older child should be going a little further because their glide is inherently going to take them farther. So if an older child who's in level two, which happens, they may be able to glide for five yards and not swim at all but th so that doesn't meet the criteria so that's why we have body lengths and then uh, it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to be comfortable remaining flat face in the water head down arms moving in a coordinated fashion um, and then the next testable criteria is streamline and then back crawl arms for five body lengths so again we're not looking for excellent well, we are, but like, we're not looking for masterful expert backstroke. No, we're looking for push off and soldier and then do backstroke arm strokes without the body sinking for five arm for five body lengths total. 
and the arms don't have to be pretty. We want to move them in a, in a circular fashion with the appropriate motions, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And then we're going to introduce the swimmers to fly kick. And these are the testable skills. And the majority of this level is spent on glides, learning how to be brave enough and overcome your fear of falling underwater. So it's that forward horizontal progress. And then how to use your arms to make you move, right? And then buried in there is kicking to do that. So we use kicking to do the streamline for three body lengths. We use kicking to make it easier to do the front crawl arms. We use kicking to make backstroke arms easier, right? So it's, it's a part of it. It's not explicit. We don't need to say in our testable skills, practice flutter kicking. That's a tool we use and an essential swim skill for freestyle and streamline. So like, remember, our focus here is make it concise, make it brief, make it easy to understand for the swimmers, the participants, and the instructors, and the parents. All right, so again, if you go on our website, you can see this is swimminglessonsideas.com uh, about resources and level two. And then you can see why are these skills here. It's all about horizontal forward progress and then how we kind of structure things, do a streamline, and then do your arms. And this is uh, instituting already at the beginning of our program what we're going to do on swim team or later on in life. So we want to layer these things in early uh, to make it um, effective and easier later on. And then you can see there's a graph and a chart about how to use benches, start close, and then separate them out further and further. And then some examples on what you can do. Uh, so that's level two. Again, that's streamline and the crawls. Level one is going underwater and support, so being comfortable, being supported. Level two is streamlines and the crawls. And number three is breathing for the front crawl, breaststroke, and butterfly. Now, a lot of the times, uh, butterfly and breaststroke get dropped. They don't have to be in level two or level three or level four. You can save that for your swim team. Uh, but for a robust program that uses these levels for their entire progression, then it's appropriate to keep them here. Uh, I just wanted to give that criteria or that in upfront. Level three is breathing, breaststroke, and fly. Uh, the quick test criteria. So again, assuming that there's that testing day, how do we quickly with one question separate somebody out? Can the swimmer turn their head to the side to breathe while doing front crawl? So can they do side breathing? If yes, then they're likely number f level four. But if they're not, and they can do front crawl, then they're level three. So we could ask right off the bat, can this person do side breathing? If they can't, then they're probably level three. If they can't even do freestyle, then they're probably level two. Okay, so you can see how these kind of waterfall down um, and they're all connected somewhat to freestyle. Again, with the assumption that side breathing means they can also do backstroke. And generally, this is true. Uh, not always, but generally. Let's look at the skills here for level three. Uh, level three has a bit more because we start introducing breaststroke and butterfly. But to begin with, it's front crawl eight meters with breathing. So this is side breathing, obviously. And it doesn't have to be one side breathing. It can be bilateral, so both sides. It's not specific here for a reason. So what we're looking at is effective breathing. And 
uh, we, we are using a distance here because uh, we want them to be able to swim about half the length of a pool. And eight meters uh, is generally that. Or if you're in a 25 meter pool, um, I mean, it's not, it's past the flags, but that's a good distance of swimming. And the goal here should be uh, that they're swimming well with the side breathing. And again, this could be a four or five year old that's doing this. Um, so that's why it's the eight meters. So we want to give a distance here, not a body length, because we're looking for actual swimming at this point, not just the glide that gets them farther. So it's the swim for eight meters with breathing. And that would assume that they're doing at least two or three breaths or more of effective breathing. And you can tell, like, if they're struggling to breathe, then they're obviously not succeeding. It's We're looking for comfortable breathing to the side. And if you look at the level sheet that you can print out, there are some checkboxes underneath this front crawl, eight meters with breathing. Is the face down? Is, are the breasts to the side? Is the head not lifting? Is the arm recovering over the surface? Are the legs kicking? Is the body straight? And then you can uh, space for notes. So freestyle with side breathing is kind of the essential skill of level three. And then tied to that, as always, is backstroke. So back crawl for eight meters with the body at the surface, so not letting it sink or fall down like a upside down banana or an arch. And then we start demonstrating breaststroke and the breaststroke kick and the butterfly arms. Now, when I say, when it says demonstrate in the level sheets, it doesn't mean they have to do it perfectly as a part of a swim. It simply means they need to follow the choreography of these skills and not actually swim them. So for example, 11Y, eat and reach. You put your arms up in 11, you separate them out into Y, scoop into your mouth, and then reach back to 11. So doing this in a front glide is what we're looking for as part of the demonstrate. Uh, and that's just that they can do it once or twice. So not master it, not swim breaststroke, not do breaststroke arms. Just show me that you can follow the sequence of motions. And we're looking here for, can you follow instructions? Can you do this while floating? So are you comfortable floating? And can you follow this motion of arm movements? And then later on, we're going to turn that into swimming. Likewise, for demonstrate breaststroke kick on edge, it's can you follow a set series of instructions to do the breaststroke kick motion, even if that doesn't make you move anywhere? Because we know a lot of the time having kids kick breaststroke incorrectly is going to teach them to do it incorrectly. Instead, we want them to show us the movement correct, the correct movement on the side without the need to move them or propulsion or do anything. We want to see that they can follow our instructions and do the motion correctly. Same with butterfly arms. We're looking at, can they move their arms in the butterfly arm motion, not swim butterfly. And that's why there's this distinction between swim it and demonstrate it. Demonstration is do the movement, not the swim. Okay, now those are the, the five skills for level three. Front crawl with side breathing, backstroke, demonstrate breaststroke arms, demonstrate breaststroke kick on the side, and then demonstrate butterfly arms because they've already done fly kick in level two. 
then there's reasons why. Why are these on le in level three? How can you focus on side breathing? There's a couple of videos. And then what are some main activities you should spend your time doing? And then some discussion on breaststroke, arms, and the kick. Now you can see that all on the website. So breathing, breaststroke, and fly. And then finally, level four, uh, distance, competitive, and IM. Now for our swim team, once people graduate from level three, they're generally, generally ready for swim team. And that's the developmental swim team. And they, the testing criteria to get onto the swim team is a 25 freestyle with side breathing and a 25 backstroke. And that's it. So those are the two skills. Uh, and what we're looking for during the tryout is can they do side breathing with, you know, do it well? Are their arms reaching into 11? Or is there kick at the surface? Uh, and is their head down? And that's really it. And we can even play with that a little bit and accept people that aren't quite as good depending on our numbers or not accept based on that. So it's a really good cutoff. Generally, if your swimmer is in level four, they would also be ready for our swim team. So keep that in mind as you listen to this uh, description of the levels here. So distance competitive and IM for level four. To recap, level one is going underwater. Level two is glides. Uh, level three is front crawl breathing. And level four is swimming distance, competitive uh, training, and IM. So individual medley, butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. So the quick test criteria here is, can the swimmer breathe to the side on front crawl? Do they look down without looking forward and continue swimming while maintaining a long, straight body line? So generally, are they in, on a swim team? Uh, can they swim laps of freestyle? And if the answer is yes, then they would qualify for level four, generally, for the most part. Um, the testable skills here are uh, swim front crawl for 20 meters with bilateral breaths, so back, side, both sides. So this is to get out of level four and to graduate. Uh, can they swim at least, you know, a 25 with bilateral breaths? Can they do back crawl uh, 20 meters with their body and soldier? So keeping their body in the correct position while they swim. Can they do three times streamline with no kick and then do one uh, breaststroke arm and then one breaststroke kick? And so this is a basically the, the beginning progression of free uh, breaststroke. So they streamline with nothing, do the breaststroke arms once, and then do the breaststroke kick once. And then can they do streamline with two strokes of butterfly and breathe on number two? And then can they do 50 meters of front or back crawl? So a full swim of front or back crawl. Now, this is not full breaststroke and it's not full butterfly. And you might be asking yourself, well, why is that? Why are you only having them do a streamline and then one stroke of breaststroke and then two strokes of, like, and then streamline and two strokes of butterfly? Why not teach them all butterfly when they get out of the program? And the answer is they should be on a swim team at that point, right? So you can extrapolate this from here if you want someone to still be in level four or if you want to create a level five, you can have them, which is basically your swim team equivalent. I would suggest instead of doing level five, you do swim team. And even if you don't have a USA Swimming affiliation, call it swim team because you're going to be swimming laps and you're going to be doing distances, and you're going to be doing sets, and you're going to be doing uh, full breaststroke and full butterfly for distances and drills that 
our swim team, not swim lessons. Um, if you want to be, te- if you want to be catering to teaching full butterfly, you can, you can do this in level four. This, the testable skill is to streamline and do full fly for two strokes extend that all right we did that now we're going to do four strokes now we're going to do a 25 a fly you can improvise or iterate on these levels these are guidelines for a progression that is extremely effective for people that use it if you want to tweak it you're free to do that that's that's a totally valid option and this would be one of those places where that tweaking in my opinion would be the the heaviest because your focus on breaststroke and butterfly here may not be in alignment with what our suggested outline is. So we suggest, you know, parent, taught, and infant, and then do level one, level two, level three, level four, and then put them on swim team. And after level four, they should be on the developmental swim team. And we have a robust swim team, and we encourage that because you can get more swimmers in and you can have more variation of practices once you have these basic skills mastered. And not everyone wants to be on a swim team, and I understand that, and I think that's great. Um, You can still teach full butterfly and breaststroke using these testable criteria, just extrapolating them out. So instead of doing just one streamline with a breaststroke arm and a breaststroke kick, do two, and then do four, and then swim breaststroke. So swim breaststroke half the way and then freestyle the other half you know, gradually incrementally progress up to full breaststroke and full backstroke. Now, a lot of our swimmers on the swim team don't even master breaststroke and butterfly until the third level in the swim team. So it's a complicated skill that for most people is reserved on swim teams. Um, If you want to be teaching it in your program, by all means, you know, go for it. Um, It's going to detract from freestyle and backstroke Uh, and that's okay so if you have swimmers that want to come to you and say you know i want to learn how to do breaststroke the tools for that are in the teaching swimming online course the workbook as well on on, that you can buy at amazon you can you can do full breaststroke and full back butterfly using that online course you can you can do it using the the training workbook um there's a plethora of um practices in the developmental swim practices on how to get people how to do breaststroke um, and butterfly. It's all there broken out. Uh, The uh, swim skill sheets you can get from the digital lesson plans have breaststroke progressions and drills. The swim sheets have how do you do breaststroke and butterfly in a single sheet. It's right there. It's outlined with pictures and progressions and teaching tools and what you should look for, how you should break it down, how you should involve it. It's all available for you. Like all that information is there. It's not a part of the level criteria though, because the flow of the the structural flow of your lessons go from infant through freestyle backstroke and introducing introduction to fly and breaststroke and then swim team. That's kind of the flow. It's this, this river from infant to swim team to competitive um, swimming. And it can be a casual competitive swimming. You don't have to go to swim meets. You can still be on the swim team. Uh, But that's the flow of progression of skills is you're going from 
doing glides, going underwater, learning how to do front crawl, learning to side breathe. Then you're going to start going further and further and further, mastering more and more skills. It's like dance. It's like choreography. It's very similar. And then once you can control your body and you're motivated and interested in these complicated, you know, difficult movements that, re- you know, require physical stamina, then you can start doing breaststroke and butterfly. And that's why we save it really the swimming of it into level four and even suggest you push it into your swim team. So that's why these levels exist as they are. That's the kind of the framework behind of it, the overview. A lot more of this detail is on the website at swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, you go to about resources and then you can click on the different levels. And you can see here, um, you can download the sheets, you can use them as your own or you can change them if you want. Um, and then there's a lot of information in the resources of what do you do uh, if a child is crying? You know, what are some swim lesson templates you should use? What are the best games you should use for your swim lessons? How you should create a routine? Um, what is purposeful practice and how can you integrate that into your program? What toys should you get? Um, games, courses, certificates. There's level description guides. It's a great resource page for anyone that's looking to um, alter their swim program to fall in line with swimming ideas. Um, or you can use swimming ideas as your basis and then structure your program off of this. Uh, it's pretty available and diverse and robust for you to use as you see fit. And I'm definitely available for questions. Uh, you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash swimming ideas and then question. Um, or you can just go to, uh, it is uh, anchor.fm slash swimming ideas and there's a button you can leave a message ask me a question you can give us some financial support if that's uh, something you're interested in i would appreciate that if you do Uh, or you can listen to um, uh, the podcast on any of your favorite sites so definitely check that out if you haven't already i'm assuming you have because that's how you found this podcast but go to swimminglessonsideas.com slash resources and you can see all the levels that i've talked about here you can even download the description guides and then level complete certificates for this as well as the testable sheets for each day so let me know if you have questions by going to anchor.fm slash swimming ideas and you can click on the leave a message button there and i'll answer it in a future podcast or not if you don't want to be called out uh, in public I want to give a thanks to Julia Johnson again from episode 89 for her exciting conversation about Parent Tot, and I recommend you check that out um, if you are interested in Parent Tot lessons and why we structure things the way we do and how, how you can make it a better class. Thank you for joining me for today, and tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care. Mm-hmm.